Hi, this is a podcast of the best bits of The Breakfasters for week ending 31st of January 2020. Breakfasters is a Monday to Friday breakfast show broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia. This is the first week back for The Breakfasters for this year. And my name's Elizabeth McCarthy. I'm the producer of The Breakfasters show. On this podcast coming up, you will hear the team chatting about what they got up to on their holidays and what it's like to be back in the studio. They'll also be talking about Geraldine's Bustleton Jetty train experience and about Chubfish Labour Watch. The team also discuss swimming with dolphins with five finger-clicking kids. There's an interview with comedian and performer Selena Jenkins about her midsummer show Boobs, which is on at Fairfax Studio at the Arts Centre. Resident marine biologist Ricky Lee Erickson is back this year and she spoke to the team about sponges. And regular Friday funny bugger Nat Harris talks about escaping the fuzz on Melbourne public transport. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Triple R. It's been a while since I've seen both of you. We've got a bit to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, we do. What's been happening? Oh, I don't even know. You know, I was sitting down last night before thinking about getting up at 5am and went, what have I even done with five weeks? I can't. You went to the beach a couple of times. I went to the beach a lot, but I feel like I was on Instagram. You were doing a lot of things and you looked very busy. Mm. Daniel's not really on social media, so I had nothing to compare it to. Yeah, sorry. But but so as far as I know, you've also done nothing. (laughs) Uh, I don't really know. No, I I did. I went to the beach heaps, which was probably the greatest bit of my holiday. So I went to, I surfed a little bit. My ankle's still kind of bung. That's been a bit of a drama. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Remember when I sprained my ankle last year? Did you get yeah. massages on it? Or? Oh, yeah, I'm seeing a podiatrist okay. who's helping me out. Yeah, I thought more at home, I meant. No, no. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. You've got a wobble board? Uh, oh, no, I don't have a I don't. I don't think I'm at wobble board stage. Oh, right. But maybe eventually I will be. Huh. Strength, are you, what are you doing? Swimming? What are you doing to strengthen doing, your ankle? Oh, special little exercises, swimming. Oh, yep. We did some laps yesterday. Been doing oh, lots nice of laps. One. Went to the Brunswick pool for the first time in ages. I usually go to Coburg Olympic. No one's ever there. It's great. Oh. Went to Brunswick pools. Oh. Do you reckon it'd be weird if... So um, many people. You went to the pool and just did laps with a snorkel? No. Here's the thing. So a friend of mine over the holidays said... You know what changed my life? Using a snorkel when I do laps. Huh. And I went, what do you mean? And she goes, it's a new thing. that people, people, Lots of people do it? Lots of, and yesterday mm. when I was at Brunswick Baths, mm. there was someone with a snorkel doing laps because you don't get the stuff in your ear and you can see better if you want to wear contacts. Sometimes yeah. I wonder if there are like freak swimmers who are so fast but they get to the tumble turn and they're like, can't do it. Oh. How do you do a tumble turn? Yeah, you know, uh, I don't waste I don't my time know. with tumble turns when I'm doing laps. But yeah, good I know, swimmers but like do. If, yeah, yeah. But, so you're touching and then s- s- bouncing yeah, I'm, off. I'm touching and having a little, a little rest. rest. <laughs> 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 exercise. I love the politics of the little rest. Yeah, I was because I was really busy at the pool yesterday. There was that weird thing where a few people are trying to rest at once. Then everyone goes, "Oh, you, you going? I'll go. Oh, you go." Oh. And then there's always somebody who just comes straight, like coming, does a tumble turn and takes off. Yeah, yeah. right. I have none you, of that. You rest. tumble turner? Oh, I couldn't dream of tumble turning. Oh. I feel like I would drown or I'd never find my way back up to the top. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd love to. It, I find it mesmerising. I feel like it's one of the hidden things of swimming. Yeah, mm. a good tumble turn. Yes. Oh, right, yeah. It is good to watch. I think I remember trying to do it, you know, in my younger days, but just being like, oh, this takes a long time. Yeah, I'd worry about all this water shooting up my nose. Yeah. Does that happen? Well, I don't know. If, uh, does, that, does water shooting up the nose happen? Well, when yeah. you tumble turn, is that just part of the tumble turn? Well, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, it's just such an unnatural thing to flip underwater. Whose idea was it to start the tumble turn? The tumble turn. turn. That yeah. would have revolutionised swimming. Yeah, but really. Mm. Is, is it really quicker? Oh, it must it be. It must be. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. But, but yeah. how also, did they figure that out? Let's uh, Rather than touch the end, you've got to do a somersault and then that's do That's right. And, and then, then push off. Go. And then also, what if you somersault not too far away from the edge yeah. and then you're not getting the leverage yeah. off the wall? Got to time that yeah. right. Anyway, these are things I think about. What else did you do on your holidays? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, Jessie's about to burst uh, with Chubfish, the placeholder name yes. for her impending baby. And, um, but she's been watching, a lot of the summer has been watching her watch Call the Midwife. Oh. oh I don't <laughs> know. Why oh, God. Why? Why would she do that to herself? I don't know. And so I'll come back and she's like a, a wreck. 
Oh, I bet. Because she's watching all these horrible scenarios. I think if she went alternated from um, call the midwife to one born every minute. (laughs) Exactly. I think you need to intervene here. Well, I could no, cut the end, I suppose. But, yeah, it's it's too late. The damage oh. is set in. What is interesting is... It's a good show, though. It is a good show. Mm. That's what I've learned. Uh, but also, because the, the baby's due sort of any minute now... Um, we we went to say we'd be in Blair Gary, which was like Barooli Central, and so previously Barooli didn't matter. Barooli's p- the potential mosquito-borne virus, virus that gives you big uh, blisters. Yeah, that don't oh, heal. Yes, wounds right. that don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she used to be so freaked out about Barooli, but now because it's like. She just lets the mosquitoes go for it because Why? it's so. Because it's you not so, catch it when you're pregnant. Well, it's. I think the pregnancy is so far gone. Oh, <laughs> she doesn't keep it. Yeah. Oh. Eat me alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. I didn't know it was Barooli Central. I, was, well, I spent a lot of time in rock pools and Blair Gary. Over I, the, I went yeah. to Blair Gary. Did you? Yeah. Different time to me. You know, I actually went and saw Tim Rogers playing at St Andrews. Oh, that's right. Down at the over the summer and. Daniel wasn't there. We were supposed to catch up, but I ended up painting a house. I think it was about 40-something degrees. It was so hot. And you said your brother-in-law was there, though, wasn't he? Yeah. He came and said hello for you. (laughs) (laughs) Go, sorry, Daniel couldn't make it. It's nice to see you. But, but yeah, there was the, the baby shower as well around <gasps> that time. And I've, I've made – this summer I've made so many French martinis. I can't – like I, I feel like my right arm is like thicker and more ripped. From shaking. Just from shaking cocktails. Why so many – is that the – Oh, it's just it's just the, a drink of choice. I spend a lot of time – Not with, for Jesse, obviously. Not for <laughs> Jesse, but like with family and other people and, and at the baby shower and, and at Christmas and then, you know, there yeah. is a lot of birthdays and people make requests – they're like, th- will there be French martinis today? Oh god! So I was like, okay, well, uh, that's that's because I, you know, I yeah. don't, I'm not drowning in talents, so it's like, well, I've only got one party trick. I may as well do it. Yes, exactly. I th- especially over Christmas and those party times when I I make drinks as well. That's my because do you? yeah, no, well, I. Go, would anyone like a drink? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and pour a wine. Yeah, you're in charge. Okay. Or oh, we made cocktails over over Christmas though, um, and it's just because it gives me something to do in the kitchen. Do you know? Because I'm I'm not the one that's cooking Absolutely and stuff. With you, so yeah. it just it's nice to have a purpose yeah, on Christmas yeah. day. And I'm I'm in charge yeah. of ice. I find I got I get quite proud of my ice ratios. And and the, 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 no one's ever said in my city we're out of ice. You know, and it's it's like being an umpire. Because you bring, you know what? On New Year's Eve, I was at somewhere where someone turned up with a bag of ice, mm. and I said, "What a gift to bring to a party!" That is brilliant. Not yeah. the drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the yeah. yeah. But this, there was a thunderstorm during the baby shower, and so it was at a beach box on the peninsula, and so everybody. It was a shocking thunderstorm and everybody came in, including punters who weren't invited to the party oh. because it was just so catastrophic out there. And so all these families were, like, running in fear because there's lightning striking everywhere. So you couldn't say no to them? No, really? no, no, Given no. The circumstances. So it was, and it was dark because there's obviously no light. So everyone's trapped in this beach box and then I'm just <gasps> making everyone French martinis. And then when the, the thunderstorm passed... The door opened and a, there was someone on the outside. They said it was like watching like floodgates. Oh. People just <laughs> fell out, like chock full of French martini. Just blind. blind. <laughs> exactly. Oh, amazing. Oh, that is so good. Um, what I've, about you, Jezza? Well, I, f- I flew over to WA on the 8th of January and got back yesterday. Um, so, and yeah, did a lot of fun things while we were over there. But I've just finished um, doing Perth Fringe World uh, with my brand new show. So I've just been, yeah, kind of working for the last week and a half. Mm. But, you know, but going but back you, to the swimming. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, no, I know that's it. Um, every day, because I'd take my sister's place and they've got a pool. Oh. What a gift. Oh. What a gift. And I've got a snorkel. And so every day... I've been swimming every day, but just putting the snorkel on and go, and it's so good for working on the show because it's quiet and I just get to go under the water and just think about the show and kind of work, you know, go through everything in my mind oh. just for like 20 minutes and then put my head up and... The only place I can meditate is swimming. 
Yeah, so and I'm good. thinking, geez, I'd love to. I'm thinking, where am I going to do this back in Melbourne? You can do a bring a snorkel, come snorkel right. with me. So it's like a poor man's sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So good. You should definitely get on board with that. <laughs> Triple R on FM, digital, online, and via the app. Thanks so much for being here. It means a lot. Uh, Got to say, it is really good to be back. Mm. Um, very excited. Um, we, uh, Kath and I went over to WA for our, um, holiday, um, for, you know, a bit of a time away. I was doing, um, shows in Perth, um, but starting on like the, oh, 17th of January. Um, so we're like, let's go over early and then we'll go on a bit of a holiday. Um, and so we just went down south and it's, WA's beautiful and it was so much fun. And then one of the last days we were there, um, we went to Bustleton, um, which is, you know, a few hours from Perth, um, but it has this, it's got like this insanely long jetty that has a train on it. Wow. I feel like I've heard of the Bustleton jetty. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah. It's a Bustleton jetty. I don't know if there's – and it's – yeah, it's a beautiful place. And, like, you walk in there and it's like, oh, man, this is a beach that – I can't imagine what it would be like to grow up here. (gasps) Like, there's this water park thing. Like, you walked – first of all, I'm sure this is just set up for the summertime. But you walk down – and there is like that inflatable world where you have like all this inflatable stuff out in the on in the sea. And you just climb up and you can jump on things and like big jumping castles everywhere. Oh. Like what is what is this world? And because we had driven in, we'd stayed somewhere else the night before, and we'd driven in. I was like, I, I wasn't prepared for all this fun. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Why I, wasn't yeah. I warned? Yeah, I like. I wish I had. I was, got really disappointed that we didn't plan our day better. Oh, I totally get we that. We just like we kind of drove in and we're like, oh yeah, oh my god, look at all this fun stuff you can do. Um, and then so they had that inflatable world, and then like there's this water park behind. You know how they you'd have those general water parks where it just has not like a stuff just spraying in the air, like yeah, poles yeah, spraying and yeah, yeah, like a park with a you know water feature. I think Darabin is trying – there's a petition to try and get one of those in Darabin at the moment. Anyway, they're wonderful, right? And there's, there was one there, but it's like this pirate ship that's tipped over. So it looks like this like pirate – Vegas. Yeah, it's amazing. It's insane. Yeah, it was so much – I'm like, oh, wow, what a world. And then there was like a skate park nearby and I'm like, this is just a – Dream place to I have grow a up. Question: Is Bustle, does Bustleton, Bustleton Jetty have a train on it because it's so long? Or like, is it operational? Yes, right. I went on it. Okay, it's like the is it like a mini train. Yeah, it's a bit like Puffing Billy, and it's also I don't on, know Puffing Billy's a big train. Yeah, yeah, but in that Small kind tracks. of yeah, in in oh. the kind of thing that you just it's a you know a novelty. Okay, I see. Um, and uh, and at the end of the jetty, they have an aquarium. Oh my god! Oh, it's just like all your dreams come true. Yeah, it's like yeah. Geraldine World. Yeah, and at the, and so you just and it's what you just kind of go down the stairs, and then you know, that it's there just at the end of the jetty. It's like a not a proper aquarium. It's just. They dug down into the mm. you know, and it's imagine being a fish in an aquarium on the edge of the sea. So cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be cool. It'd be like, and on the other side of the glass is the whole world. Yeah. Mm. Oh, but yeah, that's bad. When, <laughs> but were the fish trapped, or was it just an aquarium? Like you looked out to the natural ocean. Oh yeah, looked out to the oh, ocean. Yeah. Sorry, but you're yeah. under the jetty. But I think, just they had, cool. um, <laughs> I think they had. I think they had. They have like. Um, uh, like fake, they don't call it fake, but man-made <laughs> coral, ah, and cool. and stuff. So I think that it kind of attract. Anyway, it's stunning. It's so beautiful, and you can go snorkeling down there. And it all sounded great, but I had one of the worst days of my holiday there. No, yeah, but it was so. But I was just because I was. Um, and Kath, I didn't realise what was happening. I was just getting really agitated, and like first it was like I oh, we weren't prepared for this, and we're like, oh, I wish I had known about the. Um, I feel like I know the exact Geraldine state <laughs> you're in. Yes, yes. <laughs> like I just wish we had known about that, and you know, um, I, and even like would you go to the aquarium? Like you, um, 
you go down in a group. There's like, you know, the whole train, everyone gets on the train, you go to the end and then you go down into the, most people go down into the aquarium, which just means that you're there with a group and it just means that there's like, might be um, 10 people trying to look through one mirror and it's just like one, not mirror, sorry, window into the, I'm like, you've had your turn, let someone else have a go. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I was just so, getting so mad, just going, (laughs) I cannot handle being around these people. I just want to, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and wait for everyone else to leave Mm. and I can't, oh, this is the, and then Kath goes, where are the keys to the car? I'm like, I don't have them. She goes, I don't have them either. Is there any more dreaded (laughs) question? For a partner, then where are the keys to the car yeah. when you don't have them? Yeah, especially when you leave them in the car. Oh, oh God. Mate. But it's not, we didn't lock it. Oh. Just, but also, someone could just take it. <laughs> So we're just like, oh, what are we going to do? And I'm like, on the way out, on the like, I was so. Anyway, Kath worked it out. And she goes, listen, I don't want to. Um, I just think it may be that we've we've had a lovely time on holidays, and you might be a bit anxious because you're opening a brand new show in two days' time. And I went. Yes. <laughs> She's very chewy, Kathy. That's probably, but I didn't even realise what it was. Yeah. I was just like, at one stage, I was, I was just like, I feel like a spoilt twelve-year-old child that hasn't gotten their way, and it's like it's horrible. So I was just like, oh, I'm such an asshole. Yeah, holidays over, and now it's work time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So um, she, because with the key situation, she was like, I'm very nervous, so I'm gonna walk back. You just stay here and, and chill out. I'll walk back and make sure the car's still there. And I'm like, all right. And she goes, you catch a train. I'm like, yeah, I'll sit down and catch a train. <laughs> how, long do, how long do you leave? Uh, how, how long do you get in front of the window before you get antsy? Oh, uh, with the... Um, like do, do you if like, da- if Daniel get... goes ahead of you, yeah. how long do you give him before you're getting annoyed with him? Oh, I'll give you a fair amount of time. But also it relates to how many people... <laughs> What, it's a bit, it's a bit vague, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Bridget McKenzie invasion. <laughs> well, do, I, do I get twenty? Do I get thirty seconds? Or? Well, it depends on how many people are waiting. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's lots of people that want to have a go, and yeah. if you get um, two attempts at a selfie in front of a fish, and then you're out. Mm, yeah. Don't be, don't be posing and like other people. We're all waiting. We're all waiting to have a look. Yeah, get out of it. It depends where you are because if you're at, you know, like say you're at the Mona Lisa or the Louvre or something, mm. it, someone may have spent their whole lives wanting to, to see to that this. point. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, that's true. And I think if you just at the zoo, like the Melbourne Zoo, I always have issues with with children as well because I think. If it's a kid, so yeah, you know what's like the like, kid in front. Yeah, but mm. you know sometimes when the gorilla's down at the front and you can see the gorilla and the kids in front of it, and yeah. then you think, I know it's rude of me to ask the child to move on, but how long do you give a kid in front of a gorilla so I can look at the gorilla? Oh, I just yeah. tower over the child. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> you tower when in doubt, tower yeah. over. Okay, note to self. Um. Anyway, I caught the <laughs> caught the train back. Bit of stress in that. Um, Kath took the tickets with her um, for the for the train ride. Anyway, it was fine. Um, got on the train and just. <laughs> Did you have a cry? A little, yeah. a little oh, cry. I cried so much. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I cried. And then so yeah, much more. Weeping in this train, being like choo 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 the happiest place on earth. And we get Kath sends me a message. She goes, you know, I've got the keys. Uh, there's a brewery here. I'm like, oh my god, great. I said, I'll meet meet you at the brewery. Anyway, I get there and she's got a tray full of beers, like a sampler. I love cats. Yeah, nice. yeah, it was really great. Um, but I was like, thanks so much. <laughs> All drives, so you can have most of these. We'll share it, but you can have most of them. Um, and then she said, I got you a present while you were – and I'm like, what? And then she gave me my very own snorkel because she said – one because most of the time I was stressed out about um, – not planning to go snorkeling. I'm like, I would have loved to have, you know, especially down in the aquarium looking at all the fish in there and you go snorkeling. She goes – and she said – Kath was like, I f- forget – how much you love snorkeling? Yeah, <laughs> and we—I I feel like I've—I've I've let us down. We, I should have been more prepared for today, and so I, I got you this snorkel. And if you want, we can, you know, go snorkeling yeah. later. Now you can like, cry underwater. Yeah, <laughs> where it's quiet. Triple R.
Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> I thought it was my job to start talking. Uh, how many mics do I have to <laughs> yeah, turn on? Yeah, just one mic. Yeah. Here we are. Um, Daniel, it's uh, getting really close to you becoming a father. Mm. <gasps> yeah, uh, definitely in denial about it. Yes, we we are well aware of that. <laughs> uh, which is why... Nothing's going to change really, is no, it? No, that's right. Yeah. We'll continue as we were. Yeah. Which is why, um, because Jesse's due in a matter of days. That's right. So the 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 due date is in February, Feb seven. Yeah. Uh, although, and so I was under the apprehension that the due date, maybe twenty percent of kids are born on the due date. Mm. Last night, I went to a grandparents' class, and she said, the the midwife said three percent. I'm like. Are born on the due date. Yeah, but I'm like, well... Well, that's no longer a due date then, is it? That's no longer a due date. If if 3% is the maximum percentage... That can't be a due date. It can't be right. So I raised my hand. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it is true that Chubfish, which is the placeholder name... Yes. Yeah, not actual name. Yeah, Well, We'll see. But, but yeah, it's the the working title. Um, And, you know, Feb... 2020, 02-2020. Like it's – the baby's already going to be calling me. It's not even born. Oh, yeah, 02-2020. I didn't yeah. even think about yeah. that. 02-02-2020. Oh, oh, possibly. Yeah, love exactly. It. So uh, because you're in so much denial, we've um, decided <laughs> we should introduce um, Chubfish Labour Watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but whenever I say that – I just have an image of a baby wearing a watch with Anthony Albanese's face <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh my god! Labour watch. <laughs> well, it's because what's your plan? Well, we've what's got the, the, plan? the nurseries. The nurseries up. There is a giant. It's a nursery. There up. is a nursery. It's all rolling. And there's the weird thing is though, there's a giant uh, poster or photograph framed of Jesse's father. Tim playing football like oh. f- for Southport probably decades ago, like a like a Taylor yeah. Harris mid kick shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel it's a it's got Kim Jong Un vibes. That's- <laughs> I'm sorry, that's in the nursery. Yeah, that's the image. You- is is that, that, I mean, there's that also just, some hot air balloons you know, on, stuck yeah. to the wall. Who, where was the? Where did? When did the picture make it to the nursery? Yeah. Was, was it, it already there? No, it wasn't. It was. It was there. You was know, it a decision to go? Do you know where? Oh, there's no doubt. It was. It's coincided definitely. Right. But I mean, it's. Well, I don't know. I mean, when did you get? When did this picture get framed and put up? Well, it's. It got framed years ago, but okay. I only found a home at our place. Right. You know, like a few few weeks ago, months oh. ago, I suppose. Anyway, so there's now there's a cot, there's a cot in there as well. I'm like, just is like, do you like the cot? I'm like, yeah. It's it's like a really scarily f- fancy cot. It's, it's like a rose gold oh, cot, and I assembled it. I'm like, this is not cheap because rose it's so gold. easy to assemble. I'm like, you're gonna put chubfish in there. It's gonna look, he's gonna look like a you know a prince in prison. Like it's you know there's these beautiful bars and he he's just gonna look. I mean it's he's very lucky to yeah. to have a cot like that. Are you gonna, are you gonna nice... stick with the picture, the photos? I can't. I, I'm not gonna. Yeah, tear no, leave down it up. That. Leave yeah, it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's the harm? Well, yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what's what's the plan for like say Jesse goes into labour? Is she gonna text you or is she just get? Are you just gonna? Well, you just wait. Well, that's the, the thing. End. Like we're 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 not apart very often. Like mm. I just come in here and then I'm back. You yeah. know. So, <laughs> what if it happens when we're on air? Yeah. Will uh, you have to let you go? We I think we need a plan, like an yeah. emergency plan. For- well, maybe, but I mean, it, I think maybe she would even be so. Uh, who knows what she would do? Like if she'll yeah. tell me. You know, like we're we're not very far from the hospital either. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's you're a relief. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but but. Because we were there last night, we were doing a tour, what, are you getting just told what walk to it do. Down there? Yeah, <laughs> here's a loaded Mikey. <laughs> no, I'll drive it. But the parking's a nightmare. But we'll work it you out. You drop her off. <laughs> you go in there, love. I'll go park the car. Exactly. Uh, but a sister also just gave birth very recently. Tanya and Shandor had a baby. Uh, Ginger and the Jesse's fear is that the parents are so you know in in love with this new grandchild that that, uh, that the chubfish will come in in the slipstream and it'll be like yeah. and you know 
the passion won't be there. Well, hopefully he's cute. And that'll, yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to be hard. Ginger's really cute. Oh. I'm like, look, I'm rooting for Chubfish, obviously. Yeah, but does Ginger have a portrait of her grandfather <laughs> up on the wall? You know? Might no. not have that. Yeah, what a suck up. I was with um, uh, Laura Dunneman's husband in Perth. We were doing shows at the same time. And because Laura's due any day now as well. Mm. She's due in early Feb. Um, and <laughs> Daniel, like, because it was... When we were over there, it was like they were, they were in, within the 10 days. And so what's the, the plan was that he she would text him and then essentially he would try and get home from Perth to back to Melbourne. But he was, you know, only there was only a couple of more days before he had to go back. Um, but we were doing a, a gig one night, like a late night show, um, and he said that, yeah, he he like in while he was on stage, he got a text. He felt his phone buzz and it just went, oh, my mm. God. Oh, no. Oh, it's happening. And then got off and, you know, it's a text from Laura and he's like, it's everything. And she goes, oh, no, I'm just up and, you know, a bit bored. So I thought I might text you. And it's like, oh, oh God. God. What a well, that's the thing. Around the date, I'm going to be obviously on high alert. Jessie yeah. is. She's I mean, co- I think we are around the date. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's, well, she's. She's she's calling herself swall. She's her, her shoes aren't fitting and that sort of yeah. thing. And I, we're in because we're just trying to push in and live a life. We went to the tennis. And, uh, I'm so I'm so impressed that she, at basically nine months pregnant, went to the sweltering yeah. tennis. Yeah, she went to the sweltering tennis and we sat down, but she couldn't. Like if if I was sitting next to her, she could lean on me and spread out. Yeah. But if it was if we were separated. And even then, the seats were just too small. So oh. she was lying. She wouldn't sit down. Even people were like offering her seats. She's like, no. She was lying on the steps, like sprawled out, like a, you know, like she was beached. <laughs> just a fire hazard at the tennis. And then there was someone. Did you not get moved on? Did no security no one, guard go? No, no pregnant women. You can do whatever yeah. you want. And then there was the, there was a coach. Uh, there was there were two Australian players playing a, a Russian player and a Belarus player, and the coach was near us because it's the tennis on an outside court. And, yeah, and uh, he was just looking at. He was so <laughs> freaked out. He was like, the coach was offering Jesse a seat. Wow. Mm, she's like, no, no, I'm good here. Well, I feel like that maybe looks like she's going into labour. Yeah, like to oh, kind of recline on stairs. You'd go. Yeah, yeah, and then she spilled her water. I'd gone over that. Where were you? Why didn't <laughs> did you just? I was there. To, I was beside her. I'm like, yeah. can he I get you? He was in a seat beside yeah. her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, you know, I was on the steps too, but I'm not going to take it. I mean, the yeah, optics. Yeah. But, yeah, so maybe it's time to tone down the uh, activities. All right. But so that's why she's just sitting down, sitting around watching Call the Midwife. If, <laughs> if, so if this happens as we go, if she goes to labour as we're on air and you have to drive frantically to Jesse from here, mm. Can we choose a track that you would like to be driving to? Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, don't stop believing. That's... Something that would have. Oh, something motivational yeah. and inspiring yeah. in the new chapter. But I like emotional... don't stop believing. Okay. Well, yeah. I want you to yeah. sit on that and think about what we People can play can you. People can text in some ideas oh, of what songs yes. do you want to hear on on your way to. Um, so you, <laughs> you need to um, uh, top up her Mikey. <laughs> All in readiness. Yeah, and then I think that's it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Triple R. Yesterday, I um, talked about uh, on holidays when I was having a, somewhat of an emotional breakdown on the Bustleton jetty um, after getting off the train. Um, listen back on radio on demand if you want to catch up. Um, yeah, Cold chisels on. Yeah. Song breaking down in Bustleton. Is that really a song? No, but it oh, sounds right. like it could be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Let's Breaking write it. Down in on the train on the jetty. Um, anyway, Kath was very lovely and she bought me a snorkel. Um, she's, she was like, oh, you know, I know that, you know, you just really love snorkeling and, was a, and I wanted to go snorkeling. And anyway, she bought me a mask and a snorkel. Um, and then... Also, that day we um, booked in to go swimming with dolphins the next day down in Bunbury. Um, apparently, it's not much else to do in Bunbury <laughs> except for swim with dolphins. They've got this amazing um, dolphin research centre 
And it, it had only been finished, been built like 12 months ago. Mm. And it's huge. Like there's a big museum and stuff in there. Um, and you can go down uh, and dolphins come up to the shore and not right up to the shore, but you can kind of stand on the beach and dolphins all come up and swim around and stuff. It's very and, cool. Yeah. And, you know, obviously the people that work there, there's a lot of volunteers um, but people who, you know, they know all the dolphins by name and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, anyway, so uh, we went swimming with dolphins. I did it. Kath didn't do it. Um, she was just going to, she just wanted to sit on the boat uh, and watch. Um, and we nervous? I'm kind of scared of dolphins. I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, not, not really. Cause Is it because of their screech? Uh, it's one of the many reasons. <laughs> yeah. I think because they're smart. They're and so you, intelligent. And yeah. you hear stories about them attacking people and, yeah. and humping people. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just feel like they might gang up on you. Mm. Yeah. I, th- yep. <laughs> um, is that why Kath didn't go in? Or is that oh, no, Kath didn't just go in because she was like, no, you. this is your thing. Yep. You do it. And actually it was mostly because um, she didn't couldn't couldn't see. You know, because she she has um prescription mm. goggles, but um uh, goggles over goggles wasn't going to work. Yeah, can't do it. So she was just like, you know, she goes, oh, she, I've done this before. Goggles, so yeah, she's I've been swimming with dolphins before, so oh. you just you know go and have a great time, and I'm quite happy just to sit on the boat. Uh, now, I didn't take my the go the snorkel that she gave me mm-hmm. and you know walking in she goes are you gonna take your snorkel and I was like oh no I just because I hadn't used them before mm. and I was I don't know I just wasn't thinking straight wasn't you know I just I don't know why it was just very on in hindsight really dumb of me not to take that that snorkel I just I was imagining being out like arriving with this brand new snorkel and having this appearance of like oh you know what you're doing you've you've done this before and then having this moment of like not being able to work something out and just being and having people go what what are you doing you just you're faking I'm on I can totally see the rationale. Yeah. Uh, someone BYOs their own equipment. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, that, we don't worry about them. It also automatically puts you on the outer in a group. <laughs> yeah. In, you know, that everyone's going to kind of go, oh, what's with that? Yeah. They're a bit, yeah, anyway, a bit keen. I just had this vision of me being out in, in, in the middle of the ocean with the goggles filling up with water because I hadn't put them on properly. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And not been yeah. working out how to adjust them yeah. and, and stuff. Anyway, it was so dumb. Um, but went swimming with dolphins, amazing. Uh, however, um, in these sort of activities where you go with a um, reasonably small group of people, I would like to put a cap on the amount of children that are allowed to come. Controversial. Okay. Two kid limit. If you got more than two kids, you get your own booking, right? There was a family that we went with, and there were five children, five between the ages of ten and sixteen. Get out of it, you privileged herds. Okay. I was so, so angry. Yeah. <laughs> I was beside myself. But also, because it's like, what have you got against kids? Well, I've waited forty years for this. <laughs> yeah. And also, they just a few reasons. Yeah. Um, number one is the lady who was running. She said, "When we get in the water, um, it's important to remember try not to splash. Don't splash. The dolphins see it's a threatening sign. Uh, so you know when you want to move around, just get on your back and kick your feet. Um, you know, so you don't splash the water. Um, and yeah, just general, don't splash." Do you think these kids listened to that? No, I don't. They splashed. <laughs> they splashed. And they kept on doing things like they, you know, tried to duck dive, which just meant that they just would kick their legs up in the air and there'd be a big splash and then they'd dive down. And also they somehow would be at the front when the dolphins were a- around. It was like a repeat of you being at the aquarium the day before. Yes. I think I was still triggered by that. <laughs> and then... Um, and then, oh, so I could never, there was one point where something exciting had happened and, like, the lady, you know, who was running it, she, you know, pops her head back up and she goes, oh, my gosh, did everyone see that? That was amazing. Did everyone see that? And I'm up the back just going, nah, 
I couldn't say it because I couldn't get there because the kids, there's five, this family of five kids. It's the family aspect, isn't yeah. it, too? Because they're all sticking together. Yeah. So it's a big clump. Yeah, big clump. And also they're splashing around and I can't get into – and it just felt like every time I was always up the back. And then uh, they um, like they had a GoPro and then they filmed heaps of stuff. So I thought, oh, well, I'd like to see all the exciting stuff. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you could buy this um, – you know, they put it on a USB – with all the photos and video, I went. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that, um, just so I can have, you know, some footage of myself. And then I w- looked at a few of them, and there's one video where there's just a whole line of these kids, <laughs> and they're all clicking their fingers at the dolphin. <gasps> And I'm like, you little turds. Why? Like, Why do you click your fingers at the dolphin? Well, they were just trying to ask it over like it was oh. a cat or something. Just going, come on, come on over here. And it's like, they don't want to. Dolphins don't want you clicking your fingers in front of their faces. No. Get out of it, you mongrels. And then, like, um, the dolphins, you know, went away. Um, <laughs> rightly so. <laughs> And then someone was like, I'm just imagining it's like five clicking children yes. coming towards you. How terrifying that'd be. Yes. So they took off. And then the um so they said, Oh, we'll take a break and we'll just get back on the boat and have a have a bicky. I was like, I love biscuits, let's get on get on the boat and we'll have a little break. And she goes, oh, we'll just wait to see if the dolphins come back or we might, you know, travel around a bit. And then while we were on the boat, one of the kids said, Oh, can we jump off the back of the boat? And obviously, no, no, don't jump off the back of the boat. It splashes, right? And so, but the woman was like, you know, a bit of a pushover, a bit of a suck. And so she was like, okay, you can, all right, just because there's no dolphins around, I will let you jump off the back of the boat. Now, I'm sure she thought that they were just going to jump off the back of the boat and then go for a swim. Did they do that? No. I'm guessing no. No. <laughs> they, they all lined up, started clicking, and then just... They jumped off and then they would get back on and they would push each other off and then they get back on. One of them at one stage did butterfly back to the – that's too much splashing. Yeah. That's too much splashing. I'm, like, I'm sitting there just going, oh, my God, these dolphins are never going to come back. I'm never going to have this unique experience with a dolphin because of these five little entitled – too many kids, too many, too many to swim with dolphins, too many. The world's dying. Five is too many. Triple R on FM, digital, online and via the app. Selena Jenkins is a singer-songwriter, cabaret artist and musical comedian whose solo show Boobs, a self-described tale of mammary proportions, won the Best Cabaret and Best Feminist Work Awards at the 2019 Melbourne Fringe. Now Boobs is back as part of Midsummer Festival and the creator and performer joins us now. Selena, welcome to Breakfasters. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks. <laughs> it's great to be here. Uh, why Boobs? Why Boobs? Uh, well, I was making the poster and I've got a really old version of Photoshop on my computer and anything longer was taking a really long time to <laughs> import some boobs felt, uh, you know, short and happened pretty quickly. No, it's really self-explanatory. I think the show is literally about boobs. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a nice fit. So you, you were uh, part of what you say is a quote Australian first. Yeah, it was an interesting time. So... You don't have any boobs now, and this is what the show's about. This is right, yeah. yeah, this is. So the show, the show more specifically is about my boobs yeah. and, the, and the lack of, because I got, know, rid, of got rid of them a few years back um, with a full double mastectomy without, I didn't have any illness um, or medical reason technically to do that, mm. you know. So uh, that was about seven years ago, and in this country at the time, that really... As a, as a cis, like a female-identified cisgender woman, so, you know, born, you know, uh, a woman and then continue to identify as a woman, that really just hadn't happened before, I don't think. So the medical professionals that I was seeing sort of said, oh, this is, we haven't really done this before. You know, you want to remain female-identified um, and, and get your boobs off. So it just was a bit of a journey. Where did you, when... What was the process? When did you come to the decision and you went, no, I'll just, I'll get them chopped off? Was there a moment where you went, I'll just get a reduction? Yeah, I think, I feel like, you know, they popped up. I reckon I was about 12 yeah. when they appeared. That is what happens. They just pop up. Just yeah. overnight. Just look down. There they are. Yeah. yeah. Or there one was, I reckon, <laughs> for a while. Yeah. The other one took a while to catch up. Um, 
But I think I probably was uncomfortable for years and years and then, you know, got to about the age 30 and started thinking, oh, I wonder if there's anything that I can do and then did the, and then did the big research, you know, two years of pretty heavy research about what my options were, reductions or, you know, and then the rest followed really. And you had to go to Florida. Yeah, I did. I'm not going to give too much away about that because the show sort of really looks at that, but it just wasn't um, possible to have it done in Australia at the time because there wasn't really – it was a bit of – setting a bit of a precedent. So medically speaking, you know, it it was just a bit – it was unknown territory, I think, Mm. you know. This is a kind of conversation you have that I imagine has a thousand – when you start it, people have a thousand questions and you've chosen to make it into a show to kind of – was that in part to answer all the questions yeah, so you never had to was. answer them? <laughs> Can you talk about what that was like to kind of put it together and go, okay, here it all is, here's what I want to say? Yeah, sure. Well, firstly, I was really terrified for seven years to talk about it. So I didn't tell anyone. So my parents, oh my um, they knew because they're wonderfully supportive people mm. and we're very close and my partner, my long-term partner, knew – because, you know, she came with me and was involved in the process. But apart from that, maybe a handful of friends and that was it. So putting this show together was a way for me to jump on stage and go, ta-da, to all the people that had no wow. idea, which included relatives and um, and friends. And and it, I think in a way it was really scary and, and also – but it, it did answer, I think, a lot of questions in one neat little hour block yeah. <laughs> with a few songs thrown in, you know, so – yeah, it, it's worked out. It's Why do you think out. body stuff is so uh, difficult for, for women? I remember being a 13-year-old girl and reading Dolly, opening the Dolly section, the sealed section, to see if my boobs were normal and, yeah, you know, those yeah. things where they have pictures. Why, why do you think it's so hard to talk? I mean, what you did was quite extraordinary, but why do you think it's so hard for us to talk about boobs and the rest? Boobs. I think they're just really loaded. I feel like as women there's a lot of... Uh, I mean, they're just seen as such a huge part of our identity, you know, and I'm just not sure for everyone that they need to be. Yeah. You know, I've certainly had a a bit of a response um, from this show, like, oh, well, you know, maybe you want to cut your leg off or, or cut your foot off next. You know, there's people that sort of and – I, and I do recognise that for a lot of people this is – you know, this is something they haven't thought about before mm. and, you know, and that's absolutely fine. But I think boobs, it's not like a foot or an arm or a or another healthy limb, you know, they don't help you walk, they can't yeah. type on the computer. So it was a bit of, a, it's a bit of a different, but I think we're just valued. I think women a lot of the time are, are valued with yeah. on our boobs. Also, you know? I think I think there are women that are quite connected not just physically to their boobs oh absolutely and they you know they feel but i i totally understand the um what you mean with because i don't for me it's like i i hate my boobs as well so i'm like i'm fascinated with this come and see the show (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm very keen to see the show opening night sorry go on geraldine um, I want to know, uh, have you had any regrets and what is it? what has it been like since they've gone? It What's was, the best thing about it? It, you know, I think it's the best decision I've ever made. Yeah? I think out of all the decisions I've made in my life, and I think we make a few, don't we, across yeah. the years, I feel like it's at the top. So, you know, on a daily basis, it, whether I'm – jumping out of the shower or doing yoga or going for a walk with the dog, I do think about it. I think, gee, that was a bloody good decision. I feel really comfortable in How my How much body. money have you saved in not buying in bras? bras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit, a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So look, at for, for me personally, and of course I understand this is not a decision to be taken lightly. It took yeah. me years. You mm. know, I was 31 years of age when I had the surgery and I'd – and years before that, I'd been researching doctors and procedures and things. So, but no regrets. I, it it really has had a huge. Do you feel impact. less like a woman? No, isn't that funny? You know, mm. I had the surgery done, and and uh, and and I maybe I was waiting. I thought maybe I will feel less feminine or less like me, and yeah. just felt more like me. Just felt like the body that I always should have had. You know, mm. really just a lot of comfort and. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm really happy about it. But 
Do you know, did, did I just give the whole show away? Is that what I just did no, on air? No, no not at all. We, we haven't heard you sing oh, yet. No, oh, I know you're an amazing singer. I'd go just for your singing. Oh, that's lovely. And that's then lovely. you put there's funny bits in it. There it's is there's, there's a good few giggles and gasps and and yeah, the process was uh, was pretty harrowing. So we look at we look at what that looked and like. And what what was last night like? That was opening night, was it not? Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, a really fancy little theatre fair. I mean, Fairfax. Fairfax. And, uh, Hello. Gee, that's a bit posh, isn't it? Yep. You've made it, mate. I'm as surprised as everybody else. <laughs> no, it's really lovely. Yeah, lots and lots of people turned up, which is also really, you know, shocking. You think, oh, wow. And um, and what happened at the end of the show? Yeah. Everyone stood up and okay. gave a bit of a clap. And then I <laughs> got very I think they call it a standing ovation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran, I ran off stage because I was very overwhelmed and didn't want people to see me cry. So wow. I quickly did the bow and nicked off quick sticks before, uh, before oh my, my God, eyes got how amazing. It was good. It was lovely. So thanks to audience members who came last night. Yeah, it was really a great experience. Well, congratulations on the show. Uh, Boobs is on at Fairfax Studio Arts Centre. It's playing till February 1 as part of Midsummer Festival. You can go to artscentremelbourne.com.au or midsummer.org.au for more details. And we've been speaking with Selena Jenkins. Thanks so much, Selena. Thanks for having me. Triple R. Museums Victoria, Ricky Lee Erickson is back for 2020 with Feature Creatures. G'day, Ricky Lee Erickson. Hey. Hello. Hello. Good. How are you guys? Good, thank you. Well rested. Great. Yes, Mm. you've had a big holiday. Okay, no (laughs) need to. (laughs) Bit of judgment there. (laughs) Some of us had to work. (laughs) Uh, what's, What's caught your eye over summer? Um, sponges, Mm. sponges. Yeah. I've actually been looking at sponges a lot at work lately. So, and I've kind of been curious to learn a bit more about them. So I thought I'd do the topic and learn myself and then share with you guys as well. Thank you. (laughs) So sponges are in the phylum periphera. Um, that means pore bearer. Um, so they're multicellular organisms that have bodies full of pores and channels that allow water to circulate through them. Um, they don't move. So once they've settled as, um, as an organism, when they're in that larval stage, they can't move from there. Um, and they're formed of masses of cells in, in a sort of matrix that's stiffened by um, some sort of substance like a collagen, a silica or a calcium carbonate, um, depending on which type of sponge they are. Um, they have these unspecialized cells that can transform into other types of cells. And these cells can also often move between cell layers, which actually means that they're really cool and that they can regenerate and regrow from different fragments. So if they get dislodged, then they can then regrow from that. Does that mean that if a bit broke off, it'd become a new sponge? It can, yeah. If it's got the right types of cells, it can, which is quite cool. Um, So they don't have any nervous digestive or circulatory systems, so they're quite simple animals. Um, They rely on that water flow that's going through their pores to obtain food, which is plankton, um, and oxygen to remove waste, basically. So if they've got no... Well, now I can't say the word anymore. Digestive system. Thank you. What's the point of food? So oh. they still absorb food through right. through the cells. Um, so they they still absorb food, but they just don't have that um, complex digestive system that we've got. So they just absorb it straight into their cells. Got you. Yeah. So they're still animals, so they still need to eat. They can't produce their own energy using light, although some sponges do have this symbiotic relationship with algae, algae and they create more um, oxygen for them and, and more food. So, Derek, this might be a stupid question, but do they have a brain? No, they don't have a brain. So they have um, sort of chemical signalling between the cells, but, yeah, they're very, very simple animals. So they just, they're just a, a what, series of what cells. What makes them an animal and not a plant? So the the fact that they can't create their own energy using um, sunlight. So that's they're in the and they're in the kingdom Animalia. So that's so that's the animal kingdom. Whereas plants are sort of on a separate thing. Yeah. Okay. So they're yeah their cell makeup. Everything about them is just different. So if you look at a plant cell under a microscope and an animal cell under the microscope, that's sort of the fundamental differences between the two. because oh, you know when you see dry sponges on the beach or whatever mm. i've always thought they of them look as plant, yeah plant-like. and often biologists actually thought like they were um, plants for a long long time because um, they do they don't look like animals at all um but they're yeah they're animals so they're 
they probably evolved about 600 million years ago. So they're amongst the first animals on Earth, um, which is quite cool. And there's probably about, well, there's five to 10,000 5,000 species described, but there'd be many, many more that have been undescribed and they're covering the globe. So from polar regions um, to the tropics and they're shallow and deep. Um, There's even some that are in freshwater lakes and rivers. So they're pretty widespread, which is kind of cool because when you think about it, that's 600 million years of success in there. Yeah, for them. Um, And some of them can be really long lived. So they can be over 200 years old um, and they think probably a lot older than that so um some calcified sponges grow only two millimeters 0.2 millimeters per year and if that rate is constant then um animals that are about one meter wide must be about five thousand years old so that's pretty cool and a lot of the larger sponges they just don't they can't really know for sure because they're all that soft tissue it's not like other animals that you can age with bones and that sort of thing so yeah and when did we start using them to wash our dishes and ourselves? Yeah, so the, I don't know exactly when, but that was very commonly used. Um, so we use them and we actually overfished them to a point because they were used in paints and, and other sort of more industrial uses as well. So they actually, it's only a certain type of sponge that can be used for, that we used to use for sponges, um, actual sponges. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's stopped now because it, they their their populations just dropped too much couldn't sustain the industry and now we use synthetic compounds to make our sponges and that's and paints and all that sort of thing have they bounced back they i think so they're bouncing back because really they're quite interesting in that they don't have i mean for an animal that doesn't have a any sort of shell or protective mechanism they can't move they have these really cool chemical defenses so they produce toxins that stop other animals from growing over the top of them and from eating them so they have a predator at all is there anything that eats sponges turtles and fishes do and they've done some experiments where they've looked at um so they, they weren't really sure why the fishes and turtles were weren't affected by these toxins um but they found that in some some fishes they couldn't taste the chemical defences and they weren't fussed by them. But other experiments have found that they do prefer sponges that don't have those toxic um, chemicals in them as well. And some, and because they've had this evolutionary arms race between other other animals for 600 million years and they've been um, actually evolved to um, synthesise these really interesting compounds. So some of them have been used for cancer research and, and other types of HIV research and other sorts of things. So, yeah. They're kind of cool novel compounds that you can't really see anywhere else, which is kind of cool. So if they live for so long, how do they expire? And when we when we see sponge on the beach, what what's its likely story? Well, sponge on the beach probably is the, just um, from a strong current that's just dislodged a fragment and it's just been washed ashore. Um, with In terms of when does a sponge expire, that's a really good question. I guess with lots of animals... Um, they just so for us we our DNA becomes degraded over time. That's why we age. Um, so potentially there's that. Um, but yeah, that's a really interesting mm. question. Are they fun to touch or is don't it- touch a sponge? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. My <laughs> that's yeah, my it- number one rule. I always say don't touch ah. anything because it. Yeah. Some of them make. I actually was registering a sponge at the, mu- <laughs> the museum the other day, and there was like. The, the the label with the specimen label with the name and where it was from and then I turned it over and there was this massive paragraph about the guy who, and these sponges were collected in um, between 1886 and 1895 um, by um, a collector so back in Victoria and that's kind of what I'm working on at the moment and there was a big paragraph about do not touch this sponge this caused a red rash and, <gasps> and this is the sort of bane of my existence this sponge so it was quite funny wow. to read that God, that's an important takeaway. So, but, but if there's a sponge that's washed up on the beach, can you like maybe get a stick? And yeah, then, go and get a stick. Yeah, and like poke it back into the ocean, and it mm. might live. Nah, probably <laughs> zombie not. sponge. Yeah, poke I would it back into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably just going to wash straight back ashore, to be honest, because they they need um to the fragments they need to sort of touch. Um, it's kind of a game of chance. They'd have no um control over where they land yeah. so and they do need sort of a hard sub most of the time like a hard substrate to grow on and then they need certain cells to be exposed and they need to stay there for a little oh, bit okay. but mm. yeah it's a bit of a it's a bit of a game of chance but i guess that's the the thing about sponges is that they just keep growing and they can they fragment and um they do 
sort of it's kind of a chance by numbers so that the more you know cells that they can produce the more likelihood that that animal is going to persist in the long run so all right oh. don't touch a sponge don't touch a sponge <laughs> uh, and and sorry just dolphin facts yes uh-huh. yes so i have one dolphin because i know you guys love dolphins <laughs> i don't but um so no, shark- I'm, I'm, no i'm on the fence Are you yeah. on the fence yeah, yeah good um, so in Shark Bay, WA, 1997 report described the use of sponges by bottlenose, bottlenose dolphins. Um, so the dolphins, they attach a marine sponge to the, its rostrum or its tip of its nose, um, presumably to protect um, it when searching for food amongst the sandy the seafloor. Um, so sponging, as it's been called, is only observed in this bay and it's also also exclusively shown by females. Um, so smarter. Yeah. Clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in two, 2005, the stu- uh, another study concluded that the mothers teach the behaviour to their daughters and that all the sponge users are closely related, which suggests it's fairly recent adaptation. Female dolphins use sponges to protect their noses only in one part of the world. In one in Shark Bay. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah. Pretty and, cool. And you still are on the fence with dolphins. I just don't yeah. trust them. <laughs> I, I don't, they're too no. smart. Yeah, yeah, too smart, right. they're good. Yeah. that's tipped me over the other side. <laughs> uh, Ricky Lerickson, thanks heaps and heaps. You're welcome. Triple R. Yes, indeed. It will be Friday without a Friday funny buggering. And to do the honours, Nat Harris, welcome aboard. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Nice to see you all. You look very relaxed and fresh. Oh, thank you. From holidays. Thank you. you look really great too. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Glowing. Oh, wow. I actually had a fantastic sleep last night. Did you? Yeah, well, I just feel like... I wasn't expecting it to be honest. Oh. I did. I don't have aircon. Because it was so hot. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, I thought yeah. no one's going to be sleeping tonight. Different story if you have aircon. But I slept like a baby. Oh, look at that! I know. So that's great. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm really chuffed. Uh, but yeah, today I wanted to chat. I've got like a bit of a segment. New year, new you. Ooh. Okay. See how my voice went up. Is that a because it's question. a question? Exactly, yeah, right. it's a question because it is. It's like whether you're into New Year's resolutions or not. You know, there's no denying that. Like the start of a new year, you can't help but see like it's an opportunity if you do want to be like, oh, maybe I want to tweak a few things, mm. make a few changes. It's an opportunity for a clean slate. Mm. Yeah, um, and I, I have been kind of subscribing to that. There's a few things that I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, like. Just try be on the front foot, be a bit more organised, a bit more diligent, paying my bills, budgeting, that kind of mm. thing. Um, and but how, then, how's that working out for you? It's been going pretty good. Okay, but I am speaking about it because obviously something did happen, um, <laughs> <laughs> as it always does, doesn't it? Um, then something happens where you go, "Wow, am I ever going to change?" <laughs> Do you have it? Before I go on, do you have you guys felt this in the new year at all? Do you get into New Year's resolutions? Well, or... I bought a diary uh, okay. and that was part of reorganisation of my life. Yes. But a, a real-world diary because I try to use my phone and my computer diary yes. calendar, but I just find that they're inconsistent. I don't yes. have them. They don't sync. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure I could solve that, but I don't. I know. It's so, confusing. Yeah, yeah. So I bought a real-world diary. Great. Um, and then last night. But then realised that I'm still me because last night I'd had dinner that started at 7pm. Exactly. And I'd written in my diary 7.30pm. <laughs> so this is like, it doesn't matter how hard I try to be on time and be more organised in my life. It's like my subconscious sabotages me that I'm writing in the wrong time into the diary that I have to uh, make sure I'm not late for dinners. Yes. Yeah. I totally um, relate to that. Like I'll try so hard to be organised that I'll end up being more disorganised. Like yes. I'll probably... I'd probably put three different times in three yeah. different diaries <laughs> and then write it on a, a post-it note somewhere and lose it. So I totally get that. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter if you have it. Oh, I just look, was I mean, yesterday I was, we were talking on ESA about winding, it, winding back some certain indulgences. Oh, okay. And I was like oh, fully yeah. committed. I'm not drinking. Three pints by 7pm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you have a gym membership now. Yeah. <laughs> and that is perfect. This 
and this is what I'm about as well. Like, it's all about positive thinking. Even yes. if you do, that's another uh-huh. one of my New Year's kind of resolutions is to be a little bit more positive because I can be quite cynical. And some people just like set up goals. Like, I was out to dinner with my mum and she will having pizza. And, and I'm like, oh, do you want chips as well? She's like, yeah, let's get chips too. I'm doing Feb fast. And I go, oh, what are you fasting, mum? She goes, um, Carbs, alcohol, coffee, and food. <laughs> I go, that's in that order. Yeah. Uh, and, and then she just looks at me and says, pretty much food. I go, what? She's like, oh, there's going to be a lot of smoothies. I'm like, oh, oh. Mom, that is insane. Good luck to you. But I'm like, also, set realistic goals, people. Which, um, and you, for your Feb fast, you're just giving up alcohol? You just. No, I'm not doing a Feb fast. Mine wasn't giving up anything but on that note like I like that attitude of just being like if you give something up and you make a slip you know say if you're like oh like you accidentally have three pints yeah yeah exactly just focus on the things that you aren't doing but that that could be that's probably an example of conviction and motivation whereas one of the other resolutions or aspirations would be to stop being so forgetful and who left his keys at the pub so that's not something that you can is that forgetfulness or is that drunkenness (laughs) no I think it's very good Does one choose to be forgetful? Is that something really controlled? Oh, no, I left yeah. my keys at the pub. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go stop this. No, wait a minute. While I'm here. I want to forget them. I just well, like someone that wasn't trying to drink midweek and had three pints. Like, <laughs> oh, had the one, then you went, oh, 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 in that moment when you fall off the bandwagon so hard it's like just say, just say well at least I don't smoke you know? yeah, right. and then if you do smoke go well at least I don't do hard drugs and then if you do do hard drugs and you're at listening least I to take this, them safely yeah exactly and at least you listen to community radio yeah. because you've heard that so good on you subscribe yeah. no but uh, mine wasn't mine wasn't about abstaining at all mine was just yesterday just a bit of a classic moment where you go oh this is very me to do this so I was on the tram going to a meeting yesterday morning Mm -hmm. and I was just going a couple of stops I I catch a lot of public transport always have several Mikeys on me whatever and then the inspectors get on Oh. Right when I like wasn't thinking, I'd just gotten on and I panicked. Normally I do have money on my Mikey and and they got me like fair oh. and square. Like so I was there, they're like, Yeah, I'm like, Oh I did, I just got on, I didn't touch on and then they tapped it and they're like, There's no money on this anyway and then I'm like, um oh. No, I have like six Mikeys, trust me. <laughs> I'll have money on one of them. I'm going through my backpack, like please, oh. like I've always got my oh no, god, you guys look so sad. Mm. And then the woman I couldn't find it because I got out to go to this meeting in the morning and then they're like okay they start doing the thing where they're like all right i'm sorry but we're gonna have to book you okay we're gonna what stop you getting off i was getting off at the next stop there's maybe about four of them and then i'm like okay and then they're like do you have any idea and i'm holding my wallet and and then we're like getting off the the tram and then i just look at her and then i just bolt (laughs) i just run Like I'm dressed for a meeting and I am panicking. There's a man on a bike behind me and I think it's the ticket inspector. And I'm I running. Believe, I, was, I wanted that to be what you did, but I cannot believe it. Yeah, but this is the thing. So then now I'm in the back streets of Norcott. It's on High Street. They're yelling after me. They're Are yelling. they running? No, they're not running because they, once you, they know it's pointless because they can't touch you. And they, you know, there's little men in cars that chase there? people. Yeah, oh, I've God. seen them. Good to know because now I'm in the back streets. Oh now God. calling the person who I'm meant to have the meeting with, saying I'm gonna be a little late, oh puffing and panting. My heart is going through the roof. And I'm like, okay, this is a great story if you're a teenager. <laughs> And it's not the third time you've done it. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm oh a my classic God. bolter. You're, yo, you're my actual hero. I'm an absolute bolter. I love I've, you. This is now the third time I've so, done it. Sorry, were you outside or on the tram? I was outside. Yeah. So, but I have done it other times. I think where, I want to marry you. <laughs> I have done it other times where I've been able to slip off the tram because I... I've been told I'm now that's a good information to have about the cars because I'm always like I just need to get away from the tram stop and yeah. and they've never like they've never been actually off 
the tram with me before. Did you say anything or did you just go? I just went yesterday. This was yesterday. You stared at her and then you just took off. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it on the tram because she was asking for my ID. And I'm like, I'm going to. And she was kind of going, if you don't give me the idea, then you risk another offence. And I was nodding along. And then knowing when I was just, as soon as I had a clear path, I was going for it. And what do they yell at you when you run? They yelled, there's CCTV on this tram, you silly girl. (laughs) 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 You're a silly girl. You silly girl. You silly, you silly girl. I mean, oh, my God. So it was not. A, it's a victory for the people. Uh, yes. No, it was not a smooth getaway at all. <laughs> this was like only a couple of stops from where I live. So who knows saw it. And mm. Someone is going to like, I'm going to walk into a job interview one day and these are going to follow can, me back. Can I ask what happened at the interview? Pardon? Oh, the, well, oh, yeah, no, it was fine. I was just like, oh, sorry, I'm late. Sorry, I'm late. Yeah. yeah do, but you know, do you know if it went well? Oh, was it an interview? Oh, it sorry. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but okay, you made it. You were sweating. It. it was a I hot was, day. I was sweating. My heart was, I was very distracted as well. So, wow. yeah, so then as I was panting in the back streets of Northcote, Calling. Yeah. Um, I was really razzed up for the whole day. I've yeah, got to say. It what really an had an impact rush. on me. I My know. God, I yeah. love it. So then I thought, exactly. I said, I, initially I was like, this is really just grow up a bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I go, cool story. Yeah. If so, I was younger. So, but maybe I should just, you know top up my Mikey or be prepared. But then I thought, nah. Nah. I mean, Tell us about the, the first time you mate the first time you bolted yeah okay so i was sitting on a tram and i was sitting opposite the inspector and he was undercover and i remember feeling so betrayed by him because you know when you're like sitting opposite someone for a while and you're kind of like it's a kinship exactly Mm. i got on and sat opposite him and i kind of like gave him a smile and then when he was checking me i was absolutely pissed like i was pissed off i was like man and then um, he started doing the thing I didn't, I hadn't touched on. And this is, you do, do you always say, oh, I'm getting off at this next stop? So no, you, I don't. No, right. so this is what I did with this guy. I refused to give ID. <laughs> I was like, I just kind of padded it out yeah. until the tram was pulling up. And I've always kind of operated under the um, idea that they can't touch you. Can't they? I thought they could. No, they, they, they can't restrain oh, they can't. you. Oh. So um, I'm like, what if I don't want to give you my ID? He's like, well, you're going to get two fines. And I was like, well, this is ridiculous. And I stand up and I just walk for the door and just and did went he walk, off. Did, and he, did he try and chase you? No, because I think they know it's quite pointless. Ah. I try and beat people's guardian angel by... You know, floundering, taking oh, ages, dude. Oh, to you somewhere. That's incredible. Yeah, so that Annette Harris can some, buy some time to jump <laughs> yeah, off the next stop. Please do, because yeah. there's probably at least statistically four of us on every train. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so the question is New Year, New You? Uh, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Triple R. You've been listening to a podcast of the best bits of the Breakfasters, which is the Monday to Friday breakfast show broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia. Feel free to get in touch with Breakfasters via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or via the Triple R website.